Sitar's World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to TC Tyres World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 13th of November. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Brilliant show there by Frank Frank and some fantastic interviews as well. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at all Lachlan's wins, Thomas Town and Tullerher in the Leinster Club Championship. We'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lannigan. I'll have some handball news for you. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line on 086 353 and that's the Clown Tech Company or you can message us on WhatsApp on 87 or you can phone us in on 56 and we'd love to hear from you after all the weekend's hurling action and looking ahead to the camogie as well as always and joined in the studio by um, Butler Nicky Brennan and uh, Pat Tracy's in transit somewhere somewhere short and tight Nicky so he must be going somewhere tonight is he? Must be all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, a lovely reception tonight from the mayor down in uh, the Tulsa for the community Red Kennedy sports team. We're very grateful to Mayor Malone for that. We'll be talking to him later. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and a busy weekend of hurling action. Um, starting off with the intermediate, we'll be t- we'll go on to the junior and the senior. But uh, Thomas Town, you know, far too strong for Clabon. Far too strong here on, yeah. And again, you know, just kind of as we always said with all the teams, first day out, you be kind of saying, you know, it can be sticky. But Thomas Town, they just looked impressive and. Um, you know, the forwards again did the damage. Like we said, when you have five or six scoring forwards, you know, that's what does the damage. And um, you could just see it Saturday. They probably took their foot off the gas, probably coming into the second half, Kieran, you know. But then they just saw it out. And look, at they're, they're a team on the up. And, um, you know, I think they're under 21s. They were out next weekend against Moonkind as well. So plenty of hurling down Thamestown now at this time of year. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, mean, I suppose it's. Look, it's a chance for Thomas Town to hold a bit of freedom too, isn't it? You know, there was a big monkey on their back trying to get that intermediate title behind them and they're after winning that now, so you'd be hoping that after waiting so long that they'll go along now and, you know, have good success in Leinster and go on to the All-Ireland stage then. Yeah, you never know, Kieran. That's what you'd be hoping for anyway. And, you know, the a tougher test will lay ahead, but certainly for Thomas Town and, and for Kilkenny, it's great to see them flying the flag. I mean, Tullerone are the last team to, to win the intermediate All-Ireland from Kilkenny. That would have been in 2019 prior to the COVID and the bit father O'Neill so it would be great for Thomas Town to go on a bit of a run like and same for Tuller and O'Loughlin's in the junior and senior respectively as well Yeah, no, definitely and um, Nicky, I know there, we were just listening to the sports report there earlier but uh, Noel Darty was disappointed with the second half Yeah, well look the, when you're winning by so much and you're in control of the game maybe mentally players just switch off a little bit but I mean they were well in control of that match I mean there was never the slightest doubt now I was hearing Paddy's reports as we were in uh, we were in Port Leash and uh, look there was never a day that was a, that was a comfortable win now it'll be a stiffer test the next day against Kildaki or uh, who'll be I bet they'd be after playing recently and they'd be they'd be more fired up for it but uh, I think Thomas will be very happy to have won you know if you won't be any more you know maybe players will start getting ideas above their station and that you know so no, they're, 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 they'll be happy with what they done and go down to Wexford beat the Wexford team comfortably they were never in doubt about losing the game Yes and uh, Pat I know you'll be always keeping the near to the ground down Thomastown and as Eamon said there as well they're the under 21 coming up and out as well so they have you know they have a busy time ahead down there Yeah it's always very busy when you get into the, the club championship and uh, one week you're playing club and next uh, week you're playing under 21 so and uh, it's a nice little game now they're coming up against Moonkind they repeat the county final and a repeat of this year's uh, intermediate county final so uh, that'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that one develops because uh, there'll be plenty of rivalry there in that one yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. definitely yeah 
because uh, chance for Moonkind for a bit of redemption too, isn't it? That's right, it is, yeah. And uh, they can they can concentrate on it. They have the chance to, you know, you have those four or five weeks where they're able to get their under-21 squad together, play a few challenge matches and that, whereas Thomastown, uh, OK, they're training away and training as a senior club, but the under-21s never, you know, they'll that'll be their first game together and that's it but Thomastown had to do that last year after the, it was the week after they lose the, the the intermediate county final they went out and they played and they played Bennis Bridge and they were, you know it looked like the game was going against them they won that day and that to me was the, the, the troops the, for them, yeah. oh yeah it was uh, and, and to rally them to the beginning of this year as well like mm. and, you know going on and winning that so uh, yeah and you never know under 21 you just don't know what what's going to happen and you have one chance that is you're either there or you're gone yeah you know, 21 games take on life their own at times don't they they do yeah yeah and the back end of the year you know and uh, so it's uh, yeah looking forward to that now yeah mm. no, definitely Kieran Tullerher then had a big win you know like all they can do is be what's in front of them and they, they did that quite convincingly they did yeah and continuing the tradition of our junior champions being very strong in this grade you know uh, by you know we've won it quite a number of times and by and large our teams go deep into the championship and Tuller will be determined to go well at this too they'll see a run here has been beneficial to the to them next year as they head up into intermediate uh, coach on wouldn't be strong now and they were missing their best player as well and I think to be perfectly honest about it the, the pinnacle of their year was to win the their championship in leash and get back up in the grades as well uh, they just simply wouldn't be in the same class as Tullerher Rasperkin at all and Tullerher fairly put them to the sword there's no question Yeah no definitely and look like all the teams of previous um, Kieran that went on you know, to win the junior they, uh, they did very well Yeah 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 they did yeah. and you see and, and no more than Thomastown the, the Kilkenny teams in the lower grades especially they seem to have more choice in the forwards and more more or less they can get scores basically you, you'll come up against some weak teams who might have a couple of class holders but a good bit of a tail whereas the Kikini teams don't you know yeah. and you look at that Tullerher Rasberg and uh, forward line they can all score and they can get plenty of them get them quickly and they can get goals as well and that'll help them going forward yeah no definitely Nicky I was at that match and I suppose look it was a it was I was disappointed. I know I um, called Chanahoe, didn't bring home James Keyes from America. They brought him home for the final and the replay of the final. So I suppose they said to themselves, why are we going to spend five, six hundred dollars to bring him back or a euro from America when they're not going to win this match? They were missing the goalkeeper as well. Although the goalie they had couldn't be blamed for any of the goals. And a cornerback got sent off the last day, so he didn't get back to play. But look, they were... They were very weak. I thought there'd be a bit more of a bite in their, in their play. There wasn't really. Now, from a Turner point of view, they hit an awful lot of wides, but they lost Danny Glennon to a, to a hamstring injury. So it's a bad time to get a hamstring injury with under-21 coming up. Mm. And they're going to be playing Cranford of Wexford, who scored 7.35 against the Carlow Champions in the other scene. Now, I saw it. I watched it on Clubber, and uh, look, I have to say... Cranford looked okay but I, I'd still be expecting Tuller to, to win that game and Marty Murphy didn't start with a back injury so given that they have to play at Glenmore this weekend at under 21 mm. possibly without um, Danny Glennon and Marty Murphy you know they, they, they may have to sacrifice that under 21 and go without him for the sake of having him for the remainder of the championship in junior so because um, they both of them would be automatic starters so yeah, there, there's a bit of a dilemma and it's as Pat said you know when you, when you have the two clashing you know, it does throw up. I don't see them sacrificing this under-21 <laughs> match. 
That's because yeah. they're playing the neighbours. Exactly. No, I take the point. And, and, and I think they'll risk the lads in under 21 and say we have enough cover. I'd agree if they're going to sacrifice something they'll, they'll sacrifice the adults because you have plenty of adult hurlers you've only yeah. a certain amount of under yeah. 21 well it's just know. that the yeah. two lads you see are injured ah yeah I and know that's yeah. whether they're, yeah. they're okay that's fair enough but obviously now Danny Lennon went off immediately he didn't hang around and um, Marty Murphy now maybe they did precautionary so he, the likelihood he's be okay but if Danny Lennon has a hamstring injury very risky to play him did he pull up like was it a bad did, one yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. well he, he kind of half tripped up or one of the the Cole Shanahoe cornerbacks but what didn't I, I thought it was a knee injury initially but that's what I'm hearing afterwards was a, a hamstring we'll know more <laughs> later tonight <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Evan just on that point the lads were making there like it can be tricky if you do start going we'll sacrifice this game or we won't go for that game you know you could fall into false insecurity then and you know we mightn't win any game yeah, that's all, you know, and that's, I suppose the price in sport, like, and the way things can happen, but, you know, it's a kind of a, a double-edged sword, it's a nice position to be in at the same time, you know, it's great to be hurling at this time of the year in two competitions and a chance in, in both competitions, like, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of a, kind of which side of the coin you, you decide to, to look at and, and kind of go glass half full, maybe, you know. Yes, no, definitely. Um, Nicky, then you were in Dr. Colin Park yesterday, and we'll be getting the, t- the views of Andy Comfort as well, just after half six, but, uh, Good win for all Auckland's, um, you know, they were sticky third quarter, but they got the job done and they'll have to improve again. Yeah, they will. No, they didn't play great now, to be honest about it. And, you know, Brian Hogan was kind of trying to, you know, not be as subdued as he was in his uh, post-match chats with people and all that. Look, they started OK, but when you point to the fact that Mount Leinster Rangers really should have had a goal in the first half, it was a triple save, really, by Stephen Murphy initially, then David Fogarty, and then Paddy Deegan, and it hit off a, a defender, or a forward, and it went out for a 65. They didn't get 65. They hit nine wides in the first half, and that's when they that's when they, they lost the momentum. Now, in the third quarter, the Lachlans were all over the place. I mean, the Mount Lancer Rangers could have capitalised a bit more, but I think in the fourth quarter, they reasserted themselves. I think the bringing on of Luke Hogan was a big... Was, was mm, big. Again. Yeah. Uh, Connor Heary done an amount of work all over the field. He was. They seemed to have him as a, as a, a player coming back into the half-back line to help out. And it's very... I said it to him in the interview. It's very clear when he gets the ball. He's popping it all straight across the field in the direction of Owen Wall every time. Yeah, no, and, definitely, uh, yeah. That's that's uh, that's uh, certainly a tactic that they're that they're using now. Um, so he he played. Um, all, I thought Peary played very very well, but Luke Hogan uh, very good as well. I'd say he's uh, he must be a certainty to start the next day. But they'll need to improve now. I mean, there was they were indecisive in the first half. They were dropping ball in defence and there was sloppy passing and they were they just weren't assertive enough. Look, in fairness to them, they celebrated after the county final and rightly so. You know, there was a few lads away as well for a bit of a break with the Kilkenny lads, rightly so. So they just need to, they got over this now and uh, it did look a bit tricky in the third quarter, but they were comfortable in the end, but nine points flatter them now, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I suppose the first round of Leinster is, as he said, you know, just get over there and, you know, try build now for the Kilkarmock game. But, um, you know, uh, again, Mark Bergen standing up, you know, three points from play, you know, he was good in the freeze as well and, like, You'd have to be a lot of things you'd have to be happy with for Lachlan's as well. I wouldn't or Nicky touched on, on most of them there, like, you know, and, and to come out and and winning that game, like and <coughs> the squad had the scoreline probably flattered them a small bit towards the end, alright, like, but look at the they deserve to win it at, at the end and they were they were the team in front and like when you look at a game too, when you get a goal in the first minute like Owen Wall there just to, to set the tone and, and, and that and do you know it's, it's, he's he's very hard to stop when he gets the ball like we've seen in Kilkenny and just the way he worked around yesterday and finished the ball to the net early. 
and that kind of you know that meant business because you have me wondering when it comes to a game after was it only a two week layoff I suppose but like Nicky said lads away and different things and celebrating and whatever else has to be done you know what, what, kind of blow off the cobwebs but to, to start a game like that you know it really lays down a marker and even though they did have a sticky kind of a spell after half time to come through it and like you said the likes of Mark Berrigan there and how many times have you said it there week on week Stephen Murphy and yeah. there again yesterday you know I mean no one ball conceded again no you know that's something that, like that there you go like you know and you have you know, just the two ways wing backs you know you can we can stare at Peter's ourselves every week but it's just you know if they'll look at they'll have a tough test now against Kilcarmock um, mm. I thought they were very impressive in the second half definitely against Navena like just tight enough in the first half as always is in Wexford Park with the with the breeze and the weather down there you know it's always whoever has the breeze you would be kind of saying in the first half but um, it's a game again to look forward to you know semi-final of the Leinster Championship and yeah, up in Tullamore up in Tullamore yeah. yeah you'd be looking forward to it and Pat just on a, one of the points they made there you know Mount Leinster had in the game for what was it close <coughs> to nine weeks was it and you know Nevena the same and yeah, both teams you know taking heavy defeats that's right yeah and they're, they're you know they're, you can't be match fit and no matter what challenge matches you play you just don't know where you're at until you go out there and, and get up to the speed of a match and, and, and that type of thing but um, you know Kilcormack Kilcormack have uh, were good for five or six years there in Offaly and they played in plenty of Leinster championships and that and the, the, there's a share of that team still there and there's younger lads coming on uh, so they're going to be the, the, they'll be they'll be tricky opponents and uh, going to Tullamore um, it's wondering if it isn't in Burr you know with the move back to Burr yeah there. it is I, I, I thought it might have been in Burr as well but, yeah. but it now means that all three Kilkenny games on Saturday week are all at half one and why are they all on Saturday I just don't understand this and all on the one day I'm puzzled I'm puzzled because the, traditionally the senior games were a Sunday mm. you know or, uh, or uh, if it was in Croke Park or somewhere it might be a Saturday evening or something but that's right yeah yeah, a, traditionally, like the Leinster Club Championship was always Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The senior, yeah, always the senior games and the the intermediate and the junior were generally of a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, look, Kieran, I know you were after saying it a good few times. It just in the WhatsApp and that like, how would any teams were always away every single time. I, uh, when yeah. I can hardly think of. I'd say you count them on one hand between senior, intermediate and junior the number of home games we've gotten I know just speaking personally our boys were lucky enough to win the junior championship twice and we had a run twice with one home game in the two years you know yeah. and we got to the final and thankfully won it both times you know but the, that was it you always seem to be travelling and Kilkenny teams it, there's never even a debate about it or why it's mm. away mm. you know they just happen after the kick, it's good enough for them to Kilkenny lads can travel you know yeah. just someone might want to stand up to that now a little bit did you get trim at home last year, Pat? Yeah, that was at home last year, all right, was, yeah, yeah. And then I'd say, Kieran, was there, Shamrocks had one game at home last year, did they? And other than that, no, I'd have to think yeah. a long way before it's that. Like, it's fairly you know, scarce, you'd count them up easy enough now. You'd have to go back mm. to trim against Grey Valley Cal then, would you? Yeah, well, we played UCD in a, a Leinster final in Nolan Park, actually, in 2000, I think, um, all right, but I, I don't know much more after that now. Yeah. 23 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you might go back to James Stevens when they were senior football champions and they got a home draw and they and they, they decided to travel to Wicklow <laughs> and, and then they won. <laughs> yeah, but look, uh, plenty to look forward to. And um, Kieran, uh, just uh, like we're we're saying it there, but Kilcarmack, you know, a nice club team there now. You know, they're 
they're, they're hard bet when it comes to the club championship and you have to earn your keeps to beat them you do yeah and uh, uh, that particular area of Offaly Biffier's proud area up there and they've made a good fist of that join up I don't know how long they're together now but it's working well for them well it's the one um, parish yeah it is yeah. but they weren't always together no no sure no, they weren't, yeah. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> to put uh, it mildly I remember, yeah. uh, I remember I, uh, being up there and uh, lived up there for a year and that as where football meets hurling in the county so that's you know although the hurling has spread up to Tullamore now but that was the, the, that was the last outpost for the hurling and I'd say I think that's after helping there is the you know the centre of excellence yeah. is uh, is there as well so the the obviously probably have access to that whenever they want as well even though their pitch is at the other side of the village yeah, and it brings you know. a bit of prestige to the whole thing it as does, well, it it does you know? well yeah and they yeah. are do you know the way you'd always identify a club who were good at working at underage yeah, and they, you know yeah. clubs are doing well underage mm. Uh, they, they're certainly one of those they work hard at their usual <laughs> setups and that. a number of the lads up there uh, the stewards up there and all that in Port Leash who had known them all very well over the years they were just commenting on the fact that how many young players now are well late teenagers early 20s and, and that all gone off to Australia now they said mm. the, the clubs are under particularly rural clubs are under enormous pressure with so many players going away now you know either for a couple of years or maybe uh, longer term and it's uh, really, really impacting the rural clubs in particular. It's impacting the, the urban clubs to an extent, but they at least have numbers, whereas uh, rural clubs... I mean, I know from the study I did with Leash there a couple of years ago, the strategic plan, it was incredible, the number of teams that joined up to form underage teams. You'd not care on from your own time there. Uh, it's it's really, really a challenge now. Um, but it's getting to be a big challenge all over, or all over the country, to be honest with you. Rural Ireland has been decimated, and... Uh, those that are those that were around, there's a chunk of them going away now. Yes, but sure. Look, even just have to look at James Stevens this year <coughs> with the likes yeah. of Connor Brown and you know Nile Mullins. You know, key members of their team. Oh, yeah. It's hard to replace those lads. You know, it's it's, uh, and you see, lads go for Ash. We go for a year, but oftentimes that's extended two and three, and uh, they, you know, they get a liking. Well, then they meet up with yeah. somebody, and suddenly yeah. um, more important things in life start yeah. to emerge, and uh, that's life. Yeah, yeah, and look yeah. at the pressures of everything as well with the train ways and all that. Like lads might want to break, but uh, we have a text in here. What is the ruling on the sending off in the O'Loughlin's game yesterday? And I heard last night that there was no fourth official at the game. Is that correct? And that's from Dennis in Gordsbridge. Yeah, I actually was looking around for a fourth official. I think that was good. Dennis was there at the match actually yesterday. And uh, I suppose what happened was, was that the... the I'd say where, where, where um, Mount Lanson Rangers was a mistake they made, they didn't liaise with the linesman who happened to be Sean Stack from Dublin. And it was when when I don't know, I don't know who they gave. I think the red the chap just went in, uh, uh, just went just went straight in. Sorry, Lance, we'll kill that now. Uh, we, the chap just went straight in and uh, didn't give his, just handed a slip of paper to um, uh, the referee. And since then, Sean Stack brought it to notice, and uh, he, he was sent. Technically, the, technically, technically, they were right. Sorry. Mm. But, Go off uh, and talk to me. I better <laughs> <take this laughs> Someone's looking for you, Nicky. But anyway, uh, you wonder. You know, he went in, but uh, uh, and he got the yellow card. Like, isn't it the administrator should be doing that? You know, on the on the sideline, like, and your own, your your, your club. Like, it's it seems very harsh. Yeah, yeah me, I think know. so as well. Because generally, you know, I don't know what the proper term, but like like a club level, anyway, you break out the slip and, you know, you give it to the player and they either give it to the linesman or to the referee whenever the break yeah. of play will come, like, and, you know, the linesman and referee would liaise when the sub come on, so 
I don't know, I, I found it harsh yesterday, like what Pat was saying there. It was very, you know, it's kind of, you'd be wondering how you get booked for something like that. Yeah, well, like, Eamon, if you were spot. there on the sideline, your secretary, and you were doing the thing when you... <laughs> We have another text in here. It says Thomastown play at twelve thirty. O'Loughlin's at one thirty. Tullahor at two thirty. Saturday week, according to the Leinster GA fixtures. So we have an hour. Don't get us want to go to extra time. <laughs> we won't get to see any of them. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't really get from one to the other, no. would you? No. 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 Um, yeah, strange too. Uh, Lachlan's to be the middle game too at one thirty. Tullerher then, yeah, two thirty. So you'd imagine the senior game is probably. The I last couldn't time. understand how Lachlan's game was half three yesterday. I, you know, I was kind of it must be for television. I was kind of saying at the time, you know, because you hardly, you hardly get a half three game in the summer. No, yeah. you know. Yes, a lot of strange. But anyway, right, we'll take our first break. Join us after where we'll be getting the opinions of Andy Comfort. Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back as always on the Monday. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Evening, Kieran. How are we getting on? Not too bad, Andy. Uh, good win for Lockins there and Dr. Colin Park. Um, you know, it could have been a tricky start, but got the job done and now all roads lead to Tullamore. Yeah, got the job done. Yeah, it was a tricky assignment on paper, but. Listen, they got the good start and um, I suppose a little bit of ring rustiness on behalf of the Mount Leinster team, like their shooting was a bit erratic and I suppose haven't been off haven't been off for eight or nine weeks there since the county final it was going to occur that they were going to be a bit rusty and had a few wayward shots in the first half but the own wild goal, you know, settled the boys and... um, they got into a rhythm fairly early, lost a bit of focus, I suppose, in the second half when Mount Leinster came back at him, but had enough up in reserve there to come strong in the last 10 minutes and put it to bed, you know. Yeah, and I suppose, Andy, look, like any good club team that Mount Leinster are, you know, they were always going to have a good spell, and that was in the third quarter. And fairness too, you know, the the Lachlan's lads, they didn't concede a goal during that period. You know, they just kept it a pint apiece, you know, the whole way. And I know the, the, the scoreboard did come back a bit, but, you know, they still kept kept the pressure on. Uh, yeah, they kept the t- taking over with the scoreboard, and 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 I and like I suppose in, looking back on it, like big contribution from the middle of the field, Jack Nolan three points and Keen Lee a point, and uh, Owen Wallace struck the goal. Uh, so listen, it was a kind of a banana skin lads after being in America shaking off the, the lucky leprechaun and the hogs and heifers bar late at night they were after shaking it off after getting them winning the county final they were our lads were entitled to be a bit rusty and I suppose it was rustiness all over I suppose with, with, with Mount Leinster as well suffering because they hadn't played for eight weeks so listen it was a job that they just had to get down there and get it won uh, get the game over get it won and I suppose listen Mount Leinster are a proud uh, club and uh, have been, you know, overachieving. Now, Leinster won the Leinster Championship in 2013, so they have a bit formed. They were going to put up stiff op- opposition and they served it up to them, as you said, Kieran. They came with a bit of a rattle and, uh, you know, lads steadied the ship up there and Conor Keary came into the game um, <coughs> in the forward line, steadied things up and. Uh, 
Paddy came into it there in the last 10 minutes as well so listen they have the job done they're in the semi-final but I suppose the lads will have to sit down now and say uh, we're very positive there's probably a couple of negatives on something to take over and saying that listen the calibre of team they're going to be playing next is, is way way superior to Mount Leinster Rangers in my book very good hurling team typical lofty team like they won't squander chances if you give these guys chances in front of the goal or, or from out the field anywhere within 60 metres they'll put them over you know because they are a traditionally very good hurling team Adam Screeny is, is a bit player they're not dependent on him and he's only a young lad of course at the end of the day but they have a good good solid hurling team and well able to take scores and won't squander the chances that Mount Leinster um, uh, squandered in the first half yesterday so listen the warning signs are there the boys just have to up it a bit and I suppose they will up it a good bit after the celebrations after the win in the final and getting that out of the way and I suppose it was it was a bit of a hindrance with the holiday and that but listen it's all, all systems going out for them I suppose they two weeks now to prep get a look at these lads on the video see where their strengths are where their weaknesses are but all in all I'd say they're going to be way superior obstacle to Mount Leinster Rangers uh, and they'll put up stiff opposition especially in Tullamore you know yeah, and look, I suppose it'd be, it'd be, you'd be looking at getting the matchups right again. And you know, like Lachlan did so well in the county final, and you know, Adam Screeny, as you said there, and he wanted a good young lads. He'll take a fair bit of marking, and he has done over the last couple of years with the awfully minors and 20s. So, you know, trying to tie him down, and that might go a long way to winning the game. Ah, yeah, he, like, he is a class hurler and one for the future, I suppose. We can't, I wouldn't like to be saying that he's their main player. Like He's well able to score if he gets a chance. And there's a lot of the players on on, on the Kikarmi team that you can put in that bracket that are well able to score from anywhere, as I said, in, within 65 metres. They will score and they'll probably get goals too if they're given half a chance. So listen, warning signs, warning signs are there. Uh, the boys will have them well prepped they'll be well tutored and um, uh, as I said it's in their backyard and Offaly will come out and support them there's no doubt about it and uh, listen we had a great support there from everyone in the parish was down and it was great to see everyone there and I hope everyone travels now to Tullamore for the next game which will be I think it's going to be you know whoever wins this one has a great chance of progressing uh, through Leinster and you never know what can happen then but this is going to be the one I think um, as I said they have the ability, they have the hurling prowess, they have they have the the pedigree. So listen, we have to kind of get into them early and and get on top of them. And um, I suppose a, a replication of yesterday's performance won't be sufficient to be, to win. I'd say you know they'll have to up it, but they are well capable of upping it. No, absolutely, and it's falling nicely for you. And you might even get the November meet now for next week before the before the trip to Tullamore. <laughs> God, Kieran, I would love to be gone, but I can't, unfortunately. But listen, it did hop right in fairness. We'll have to watch it on the telly this year. Your father is probably gone. But listen, we'll have to watch it on the telly this year. But sometimes it falls like that. But um, listen, it's all hurling now, and, and it's great for us in the Lachlan's to be talking more than this time of the year. You know, it'll be on, we say we'll be looking at under 20s, under 19s, and that kind of competition. And the way he's still in the senior is fantastic, you know. So we'll mix a bit of both, Kieran.
It absolutely and look it's no, like you said and it's brilliant and you could even see the buzz you know that's in in the in the St John's parish at the moment and it, oh even, fantastic yeah oh fantastic and even the players you can you can see them to win that championship you know there was a lot of pressure on them and and, and you can see there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a spring in their step going around and they're you know they're delighted to have it and and what happens then I suppose the players is when they win that first one and they kind of to have that pressure off them they're able to hold with a bit more fluency and, and like I suppose and a good example of that was Jack Nolan there you know he probably would have been the kind of a guy that w- wouldn't be a great man to shoot from distance we would have been saying to him listen off, offload the ball to somebody you know that can that can, that can shoot just yesterday you know he, he hit three fantastic points from midfield you know and had a fantastic game so listen that's just an example of when a lad is under pressure and he hasn't won a county final uh, he's kind of reluctant to take them shots or maybe you know kind of hitting and hoping that they'll go over but when the lad gets to that win under his belt you know he has a spring in his step and he's waiting to take on the challenge of scoring and, and he had a fantastic game yesterday so listen it's upwards and onwards and I'd be happy it's just like this is the big one I think and the lads over him will keep them focused on on what the carrots at stake here I think if they get over it as I said the, the, the whole thing opens up but it's going to be a very very tall challenge yeah, no, definitely. And look, it's brilliant, as you said, Andy, to have the three Kilkenny teams at the moment, you know, and all in the Leinster Championship. And um, we, we'll touch base with you next week, Andy, just to we'll know more, I suppose, if there's any injuries, right, and just looking ahead to that game um, next Monday night. But um, as always, thanks a million, Andy, for joining us. Yeah. And uh, sure, we'll see you at half seven. <laughs> okay, right, Kieran, sounds the bell. Yeah, good man. Thanks yeah, very much, seven. Andy. Thanks. Thank you, and that was uh, Andy Comfort there. Jane is as always on a Monday evening, and brilliant to have Andy's input. As we say, Amanda's done it all there with both club and county. Um, Aoife Lanigan, how how are you? Good evening, Kieran. Um, quite enough time for Camogie, but still, uh, Dixborough heading now for the Leinster Club Senior Final this weekend. Yeah, um, think of it as uh, being in being in Carlow yesterday for the O'Loughlin's game. You're kind of saying like. Uh, Quarter to three, um, hopefully the weather will be good because when the lights came on yesterday, it kind of was getting dark, yeah, so like quarter to three next uh, next Sunday. So they're all, I, I've heard there's a few niggles, but not serious niggles, so uh, yeah, so they're raring, ready to, to go. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I suppose, look, St. Vincent's will be the favourites, you know, they've, they're a good, strong club team, but look, Dixborough have been performing well all year. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, they probably have. You you kind of look at us. Uh, we've county players. They've county players. Um, they might be favourites. I think that might suit Dixborough much better. That if the Dublin team going as favourites, I know they beat the Thomastown last year. Well, but I think that uh, the six defenders for Dixborough are well capable as they have done the whole year uh, to nullify Miriam um, Kelher and Ashling Ware. I think uh, get the balls in directly as they did to Jenny and her sister Amy in as well and get Rachel Dowling going they can just take the points if the goals come mm. let them come but shoot from outfield they're well able to shoot out from outfield yeah. you can like see even from the halfback line you can see it with Neil and she scored two wonderful points in inter-county with us and intermediates from the halfback line so she's well able to do it in, the, in club as well so yeah yeah, the shots if they're if they're free and they have kind of a siffle ball that they're, they're free and they can shoot from outfield produce them and can do it 
Yeah, and like you said, if they keep it tight at the back, which they have been doing all year, you know, they haven't been conceding many scores, you know, it gives the forwards a chance then, you know, that all the pressure's not on them if it was a free-flowing game, you know, but look, the big big ask, but look, you'd be confident still of Dixborough well, going down yeah, and delivering. Great confidence in him. I know, like the last game against St Martin's there in in, in Palmerstown two weeks ago, that's they they did uh, kind of find it hard to get going. But when they did kind of get going in the second half, kind of kept St Martin's kind of just to the two points, and that was just kind of the freeze. But kind of also kind of be wary that uh, don't be giving freeze in there. Uh, keep them back in their own their own half back lane. But then again, they might be able to score from there. Actually, might go back and scores, but uh, but depending on the day and weather, weather can also decide the game too. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, hopefully, yes, yeah, like you said, it's a good trade, day and you know, give the teams the, the best chance, you know, of showing showing their form, you know, and a good mm-hmm. Leinster final. Um, any other coming news for us? Any? Well, just there was just a few uh, minor games on at the weekend, uh, like minor minor C quarter final there, uh, Sleeve Rue, uh, Kilmacow, um against Mullinavat, Mullinavat coming out winners there. Minor D semi final, Lachlan's uh, played yesterday morning before they went off to. Carlo yesterday, but unfortunately didn't have a good day either. And Tuller came out uh, a side, good side in that. And also the Junior B uh, semi-final, uh, Blacks and Whites played the Roaring Steag. Blacks and Whites coming out their uh, winners, and they play now Piltown uh, in the final. I think in two weeks' time. Uh, then in the Minor A quarter final, James Stevens against St Bridges. Uh, James Stevens coming out winners there. The other quarterfinals didn't. I think Dixburg. Some of the minors, I think, are on the panel for the Dixburg, so they're kind of holding them off. And then the under twenty-two. Uh, draw is being held tonight. So I haven't any pictures of that. But. Uh, Dane's 4-1 minor as well to beat Moonkine. Sorry, I don't have that. Down in Moonkine. All right. Big win, Patrick. Going well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moonkine. Unfortunately, the road didn't. Big parish for Kiran. Big parish Kiran. Look at all they're getting out from the city and everything, you know, sir. When I talk about rural parishes, I don't include Dane's 4 That's because we're friendly. They're not coming out to ye. No, true, I, I agree with you there, yeah. <laughs> now, there probably was a few more games, but I didn't see the results on the... On yeah, the yeah. I know the, they played yesterday morning anyway, and they got a win <coughs> uh, against Munkin. They're in the county final now, anyway, whatever grade, whichever mm-hmm. uh, Ryan they're in, so... Oh, yes, sorry, they're in, they're in B, sorry. B, yeah, all right. That's it, um, not as for as he said. Yeah, hopefully. Look, sure, next week we'll be talking about uh, victory for Dixborough in the in the senior championship, and we'll be running but down through all the rest of the the results as well, and looking back at all that. Right, thanks for that, Aoife. We'll take our second break. Jane is after where we'll be running down through the under twenty one games, and we'll be running down through small bit of handball news. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games Community Radio Kilkenny City Number one for sport The thing about him too He'd be vocal Oh that vocal <laughs> You couldn't stop him You hear him in, You hear him in the next county So you know what I mean You know Scott McTominay He said Manchester United Are going to fight like dogs today And he's put United 1-0 up yeah, and would you believe it, Pat, I backed him at 5-1 this morning to score any time, so the quid's in already. <laughs> but now it's after being scrubbed out. Lovely, the minute I said, the minute I opened my mouth that I had him back, <laughs> <laughs> the goal got scrubbed. That says it all, Pat, that says it all. No word from anyone in Cork, rumour has it that Paddy might be going back in, whether he is or not, I don't know. I noticed the dog barked there when you mentioned Paddy's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't trained to do that yet. <laughs> he liked him as much as I did. <laughs> the voice of the black and amber. 
Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And welcome back, uh, Kieran. You were at a couple of inter- or, uh, under-21 games at the weekend. Yeah, I went to two games there yesterday. It's unusual to be able to get to two games on a Sunday, but I did manage it. Uh, the first one I went to was Liz Downey against St. Martins in the Brain B and a convincing win for St. Martins. They were excellent. They played really, really well. They took a grip of the game early on. They were through three, two goals and three points to a point up after 12 minutes. Uh, Joe Reid got the first goal finishing from close range and their second goal was brilliant. So it was a team move up the field and it was centre-back Tristan Roach who finished it from about 14 yards out. He, just, he was involved early in the move and then just followed the play up along the they play a bit like their intermediate team where lads generally have freedom to play wherever they want uh, but they, the wing backs can attack and, and they were doing that just it was an excellent goal it really was uh, Sean Hunt was very very good scored five points in play in the first half and got a goal as well then in the second half the third goal effectively finished it that was the goal that he got nine minutes into the second half uh, their fourth goal arrived um, a free from their goalkeeper Oshin Kelly from about 100 yards went all the way straight to the net and uh, they got the fifth goal in uh, injury time then Aaron Farrell uh, Liz Downey be disappointed I think a lot of people might have had them favourites for this yeah, I, I probably would have too, Nicky, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But St. Martins were excellent and uh, it's only probably a little bit short of uh, attacking options, you know. They only scored one eleven. like um, Aidan Tallis got most of that. He got about three or four points from play, scored a few freezes as well. Uh, but uh, St. Martins were well worth their win, a really good performance. But uh, two of the names you mentioned there, Kieran, the likes of Tristan Roach and Sean Hunt, you know, their lads have black and amber experience up along and, you know, hurling with schools and stuff, you know, they like to be a good, good spine for a uh, under-21 team. It would, yeah. Now, that's your centre-back and your full forward. Yeah. Uh, they also had Michal Keane at midfield who was outstanding. He was all over everywhere. He was on the ball all the time and magnet and used it well and tackled hard. Good. They have a good free-taker, Jack Farlow. He did miss a couple, so he'd probably go down to the driving range during the week. I'd say in practice a few, but, uh, you know, their, their attitude was good, their spirit was good and their hurling was good. Yeah, sure. Look at Mark Bergen, Kiran. You said he'd be practicing yeah. all the time. He missed, <laughs> never he missed, missed one. one. <laughs> never missed one after, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the second game you're at then, Kieran? Uh, yeah, that was a Ryan D game between Tullerone and Clara. Uh, Tullerone won it 117 to 111. Sorry, the final score in the Hudder game, Kieran. St. Martin's 5 13, Liz Downey won 11. Um, Tullerone won this one 117 to 111. Clara started very well. Rory Glynn playing as part of a two man full forward lane. Uh, he scored three points in the early stages of the game. Uh, Connor Hind at uh, midfield was taking the freeze, very good on the freeze, and Sean Carrigan at full forward. They all hit the target. Now, Tullerone got a goal in the fifth minute. Charlie Clear finished from close range, high into the net, an excellent finish. And, and they badly needed that goal at the time because in the 16th minute, Clara got a goal from a penalty. Centre back Connor Cody went up to take it, and Niall Holland in the goal for Tullerone. He got his hurl to it and knocked it onto the post, but it just went in over the line for a goal. 1 6 to 1 2 at that stage, and you thought a shock might be on. But by half time, Tullerone had it back level. Keelan Brennan uh, and uh, the chap of the clear, Charlie Clear, was uh, scoring points from freeze. So 1 7 apiece at half time. Uh, and then in the second half, Tullerone took over a little bit early on. They got uh, four of the first five points. Paul Mulligan, uh, James Cash, Charlie Clear with another free, and Garo Dunn got his first score in the 42nd minute, 111 to 18. And uh, they just kept picking off points just that little bit quicker than Clara did. And Clara, very spirited, Conor Hines, Sean Carrigan. 
Conor Cody, Rory Lynn, all hurling very, very well. Uh, but Tullerone just had that little bit more. They had a very determined set of backs. Uh, Bill Walton playing centre-back was good. Aaron Russell at uh, midfield was very, very good as well. Bill Coogan, very impressed with him. I thought he was a very good hurler. Uh, really tore into the game. And they moved Garrow Dunn out of the full forward line onto the half forward line towards the end of the game. And he pointed a few frees, got a couple of scores from play as well. And they just pulled away to a deserved win. 117 to 111. Yeah, and would it be strange, Kieran, for those two teams to be down around Rain D, like coming up through the underage system, like, would they not have been further up? Um, yeah, well, certainly Tullerone have been knocking on the door in uh, championships of higher grades. I think there were minor C winners at this level, or, or, or maybe not this exact age. But uh, yeah, it probably would be unusual. Look, you have two senior teams operating in Rain D. Um, or you have some intermediate and junior teams even yeah, exactly. operating at higher level, yeah. you know. Now, I know, look, it doesn't always tally if just because you're senior doesn't mean you're going to be good at underage. But in fairness, you know, both of these teams had senior players playing. So, yeah, I suppose you're right. But look, you know, the Gradens Committee, yeah. they have a hard job. So you'll never get it perfectly right, you know. There'll always be a few anomalies in it. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks mm. for that, you're on Two great games by, by the sounds of it and some impressive individual displays. Um, Pat, there's a cracker of a game out in um, out in Comer on Saturday. Uh, I think Aaron's own were pint up at half time, and then uh, Galway Wingap came back and won in the end. Yeah, um, Aaron's own got off to a good start in that one. Uh, Jerry Drennan was reporting on that for us, and uh, Galway Wingap came back, got a goal, came within striking distance, and then uh, I, I took over in the second half. And, uh, you know, they got a second goal in the 52nd minute and that put them uh, six points clear. And uh, then the, the Comer came back at them strong enough. Uh, got maybe uh, they traded points, but Aaron's uh, own were only able to close the gap to four points and uh, Galmai Weingap ran out winners. So they're going to play St. Martin's yeah, now in the semi-final. So that's, that, that should be a good game. Uh, another game, under-21C and uh, Glenmore, they got off to a flyer against uh, Greg Nemanna 2-4 to a point I think early on and uh, Greg Nemanna came back at them and uh, Seamus Kennedy reporting on that he was saying that you know Greg Nemanna had their opportunities to uh, you know go ahead and maybe uh, get control of the game but they couldn't do it and uh, they lost out 3-10 to 2-9 and that put them into a, put them into a semi-final against Tullahore Ross Birkin and uh, you know it led more of three players on the Kilkenny senior panel playing on that you know and and uh, they've beaten, by my reckoning this year, they've beaten Greg Naman as minor under 19 and now under 21 uh, in, uh, you know, so that bunch of players. While uh, the under 21A, the Bennis Bridge seemed to be making the early run and got a goal early on and uh, had a bit of a, an edge on Donamagan down in Bennis Bridge. But uh, Donamagan got their act together in the second half and more or less dominated it. The uh, Bennis Bridge were kept four points although I think the Donamagan goalie was busy enough at different times and uh, uh, they ran out a winner 17 points to 112 and uh, Donamagan um, I think uh, Don, Donamagan played James Stevens in that after yeah. uh, I think yeah, in the in, in, in the other one in that uh, yeah, semi-final you have Olak yeah. and Gales and Dixborough and then Thomastown and Munkine as well so. yeah that's right yeah, on the so other side the draw so they're going to hold up the whole show that side, that side of the draw isn't it you mm. know when you look at it 
Yeah. I looked, we played on Christmas weeks before, so <laughs> <laughs> what we'd be doing and up until once. then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. And, um, Nicky, the, the under 21 grade there, as the lads have said, you know, a couple of good games to look forward to, no more so than the St. Martins and Galmoy Winga. Yeah, good game that, yeah. Looking for that's, um, you know, Martins now. I mean, I, I, I wasn't totally shocked at Meekins Downey, but it was the manner of it, I think, and the, what Kieran said was there. The margin was certainly much greater than I would have ever expected. So, uh, got my wine gap, you know, after a sluggish start again, Comer, you know, will be, will be fired up. Now, they'll travel to Coon to play that match as well, so, um, so that they'll have to do they'll have to get, well it's three, that's 3 o'clock on Saturday 3 o'clock has actually pushed it a bit now to be, be playing a match this time of the year to be honest about it well, there's, no, cone, though, there's not lights in no. Cone no there's lights in Mukalee alright oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that could be that could be tricky enough but there must be a reason for it in fairness um, and then the final game then is the 2 o'clock game on Sunday between Connie and Trinians in the D semi-final the other D semi-final will be on the Saturday Tullerone and Patrick's Ballyragget and um Fiendans and Ferris got a walk over this weekend yeah, from memories. So, um, Connie at least have the benefit of a, a game with extra time and all sorts of things thrown in for whatever you want to have yourself against Carrick Shock. Um, so, at least they had a game behind them anyway. So, I don't know what Fiendans have done. I don't. Fiendans uh, got uh, beaten by Emeralds in the under 19. That's why I was a bit surprised that Emeralds didn't have a team given that they beat them well enough in the under 19. So, yeah, that, they would that, have had a. Derek Reilly wasn't available. He had, yeah, he, they took he took off a, a plaster to play that match, but he, he must have had to put it back on again. Didn't want a chance, but still, if you're one player down, you must still have enough. Mm. You know, it's uh, to give lads a chance. But and uh, did we mention Kilmacown Dan's Fortin? That'll be a cracking match. Then that's on at half twelve on Saturday. And uh, again, I've, I've often Dan's Fort have actually won C very recently and sure Dan's Fort are down in C and sure they're just recently with senior team as well. So you have to ask questions about the grading there also. Mm, yeah, I didn't grade him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patch, you have a short tie on there. Now you're looking important, so you must. Oh yeah, yeah. well, we'll uh, have to uh, have to look. Uh, have he to has to make the speech later on as head of sports. You have to dress dress accordingly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been here all day trying to do up his speech here on uh, for the the mayor's party. There is no tonight. speech. Oh no, <laughs> it's uh, not like the king's speech. Our coverage does the speaking part, is it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've enough, we've enough lads talking here. <laughs> uh, we have a text in from Benjamin. He says, "Good evening, Kieran and team. Believe it or not, I just started to write a text asking why Tullerome in Rain D. Enjoy your special evening." That's from Benjamin. So Benjamin, you're on the ball. Even, out there, even Benjamin on the Isle of Luce knows he's talking about an anomaly there. But anyway, yeah, but. Um, yeah, Justin, some handball news then. The Golden Gloves takes place this weekend in uh, Belfast. There'll be a uh, good few players co- travelling up, both girls and boys, and adult handballers as well, travelling up to St Paul's up in uh, Belfast and all the other clubs around the city. So that should be a brilliant weekend, and hopefully some success will be coming back to Kilkenny next week, and we'll have all those results for you. And the following week then, the Nash- Irish Nationals takes place. So it's just a pity that the, the two of them are so close together. It might uh, give... Lads, an opportunity not to play on both, but look, still it's great to have handball on at the moment. Well, there was a great shouting to Croke Park, was there, for young handballers? And you know, I've heard of people coming back and saying, you know, they got to play in Croke Park and they won the game in Croke Park and all that type of thing is yeah, wonderful. Look, we we had it last pack there, yeah. The teams of <laughs> six finals ran up there and the, the girls' team of ten finals ran up there. Yeah. So, brilliant weekend and luxury. Sure, that's what we want. We're saying it here the whole time, just getting people back to Crow Park. And sure, Nicky, you're in that venue up there. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I've only been outside. I've never actually been inside it because it's been 
blocked off that were using for COVID and then they had to knock a bit of it inside and re-push it back together again. So, yeah. well, it's no harm. It's good to say there. It's young oh, lads absolutely, especially. yeah. Especially, like, like you said, Pat, there was even one of the our young lads in the club was only a sub on the team, but, you know, brought up his, his family and his yeah. couple of younger brothers and an older brother, you know, and they're all up there and got to see him playing Crow Park. So, mm. what more could you look for, you know? Yeah. But, uh, um, just before we go... Uh, Nafina and uh, get through in their in their side and into a semi final and Nace as well. Yeah, so it'll be you know just a few different names and like Nafina coming through Dublin and then Nace again. We saw how close they're in Ballahale last year as well. You know, so um, it'll be interesting games coming mm. up now in a couple of weeks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, Kilkenny coaches on opposite sides? Then would it be? Um it was, uh, Nigel O'Hara's with Nafina, yeah. Uh, Rallies with Nays, uh, isn't he? Still there, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Uh, you know, so that'll be interesting then, yeah. It'll add a bit more of a spice to the game, are you, Kira? Yeah, definitely. And, um, look, they're playing it up in the Hawkfield, yeah, Centre of Excellence in the uh, Kildare. I would have thought they might have got somewhere else now in that, you know. I mean, it's nothing wrong with the penny as such, but in terms of getting a crowd in there, and I don't know if there's a stand there. Can you, is there a stand there? There is actually, I was up there recently enough, and there's a, st- a pitch one there, there's a stand, uh, okay, there's a stand there, there now, yeah. and that's just done up well, there. That must have been put up in recent there's times. There's four yeah. pitches, I think three of them are, two of them are all weather anyway, maybe yeah. a third one. No, as well. I knew there was pitches there, but I wasn't sure, but obviously the stand must have been put in there. So yeah, no harm. You, stand, you yeah. need a stand this time of the year. Mm, you get around the aiming, don't you? I do, Right, that's where I leave it for tonight. Thanks to Aoife. Kieran, Eamon, Nicky and Pat for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Andy for joining me on the phone and special mention to Gerald Dunn who tonight he, he spread the gospel of the TC Terrors World of Gaelic Games at Wexford the weekend. I'd say he, he must have told everyone in Wexford to tune in tonight so we'll give him a shout shout and uh, thanks for a great weekend Ger. Good night and God bless and we'll talk to you next Monday. TC Terrors World of Gaelic Games It's 7 o'clock on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.